I'm Tony Tardio. Hello and welcome to Darren Hinch's That's Life podcast, a podcast where we talk about the big stories of the past, the big stories of today, through the prism of Hinch's six decades in the media. Darren Hinch, welcome to That's Life. Uh, good. Hello, mate. Good to see you again. Now, I notice you went to a Radio Survivors function here uh, in Melbourne. Yeah, aptly named, because most of the people in radio have been sacked at some stage, so they call themselves Survivors. I walked in, it was at the Emerald Hotel in South, South Melbourne. I walked in, I must say, I didn't recognise some people, because a lot of them are very old, uh, but... I did catch up with some, it was lovely, there were some nice tributes to Bert, Bert Newton, um, Pete Smith was there, Philip Brady, um, Gordon Bennett, who's the sporting guru from Channel 7, uh, Gordon, Gordon was there, uh, uh, Mr Arcane, Dennis was, was there as well, and I, and, and, and I enjoyed it, it was great fun catching well, up, but I mean, Bill Armstrong, he must be 120, he was there, made a little speech, it was lovely. Uh, that was started by Bert Newton, the, the survivors. I saw a picture. A long time ago. Yeah, I saw, they handed around an old photo album, and one of the first pictures was of a, a very young Bert Newton and Graham Kennedy at one of the first uh, survivors lunches. And people should know that they meet every six months and people come from far and wide. Oh, yeah, there were heaps of people from well, Geelong Radio were there yesterday, uh, the other day, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's, I think Annette Allison was there one on one occasion when uh, when I was there and uh, I think they voted oh, years ago because originally it was just men because it, <laughs> it was only men that was in radio that too, true, uh, too yeah. years ago. But um, yeah, so and they get up and they make speeches. Really? Speeches and people have little 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 chats and, and a lot of reminiscing going on about remember when because I mean uh, Dennis O'Kane and I go back to three X Boy Foy for nine Foy and Moyles back in nineteen seventy eight. Well, Dennis loves going, and but Dennis loves not the part at the top where they have the meal. He likes when they go to the bar downstairs and they sit there. And oh. they, they stay there till six or seven o'clock. No, no I was gone much. I was gone much earlier than that. It was very funny. Radio egos. I I got there after a lot of people had already arrived, and when I finally found the room, they had uh, all ordered. And a woman came up to me from the hotel and said, "Oh, Mister Hinch." If you better order now because you're the last one, we won't get anything. So I ordered some uh, calamari. And it, because the place was busy, there was a wedding reception going on, there was all this sort of stuff. The food was took about a, a long time to come. Mine arrived first. I'm the last person to order, and mine arrived first, and <laughs> nobody else got theirs for another 15 minutes, and I could see the eyes boring into me. They're, they're all thinking, Mr. Hinch, that's because he's Mr. Hinch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Verdigan, uh, he's a funny guy. Uh, John Verdigan, yeah. people would know from three years out, he did racing for 50 years. Yeah. Beautiful voice. And uh, he got up one day and said, oh, what I do now is uh, I go and give speeches uh, at functions. And one day uh, I was at a function, and there was only one person listening to me but it doesn't matter you know <laughs> I, I gave my speech and at the end of it I said to the person thank you very much for coming to hear me and the person said no 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 I didn't come to hear you I'm the next speaker oh no <laughs> <laughs> It was lovely seeing some people. Like Peter Van was there, who was been a long time radio man. Mel Walden apparently was there too. Was he Mel Walden? Yes, he was. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, Mel was there, and I had a little bit of a chat chat to him. It's it's, it's a nice catch up, you know. And and the, the stories grow, the, the legends grow. Well, as you get older too, you realise because because the other thing, uh, Philip Brady seems to be sort of the MC of the, uh, the mm. event, and he, and he gets up and says, "So and since last time, so and so has died." <laughs> 
and there's always two or three who pass away. So-and-so's lost a leg, so they've got a leg <laughs> cut off. And I, I look at everybody and I think, this is the future. This yeah, well, I must admit, I walked in and several of them I, I, I did not recognise because I haven't seen some of them for for um, you know, 15, 20 years. Mm, mm. But it's nice to do, and I'll do it again. It is, it is. Now, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to put this, uh, Darren. In our day, my day, you're a bit older than me, when we ha- took photographs, we had to take them to the chemist, and then we'd go and pick them up two yep. weeks later. Yep. Now you can take a photograph and send it straight away, and the receiver gets it straight away. I'm saying all this because... I can Tim see where you're leading on this. Yes, where you go. Good segue. Tim Payne lost the Australian cricket captaincy because of a, a thing that he did. Now, why would you do that? Dumb. Just dumb. Why do men do that? Uh, and more, men do it obviously more than women. Uh, I was saying on Sunrise the other day, uh, he was stumped by his middle wicket. <laughs> <laughs> um, just stupid. You, you, you'd have to trust each other so implicitly. Now, in this case, with, with pain and the woman involved from Cricket Tasmania, uh, it is a complex one because they both admitted the risk. I mean, at various times in the text we saw, that obviously leaked by somebody, presumably her, to the Herald Sun, um, they both said, if this gets out, we're both bleeped. You know, they both mm-hmm. agreed that if this pi- these pictures got out... Now, in fairness to the woman concerned, she, in my opinion, in my opinion, she did flirt with him, uh, they had little little coquettish sort of flirtations by text, but then he started to get very explicit, and she started to warn him away, saying, "Oh, it's not the right time. that kids are doing this or doing that or something like that." And then, unsolicited, he sent a picture of his genitals to her, which she didn't want and didn't like. Well, this is the problem men have. I think, you know, like it's like you, you, you get a little bit, you get a reaction, you get a little yeah. bit, you get a reaction, and then they don't understand when you get the bad reaction. Yeah, yeah. But you've got to stop at that point. That's, that's right. And he, and he realises now, I mean, and he's married. I feel so sorry for his wife because... Wife's a beautiful. Yeah, lady. Bonnie. I mean, it's come out... Now it's years later. They obviously handled it themselves, went through some tough times, and she said she nearly left him, according to the papers, stories we read. Um, Darren, they'd only been married in 2016, and this happened in 2017. 17, so it that's right. One year into the marriage. Look, there's so many complexities in this. Um, why did the woman take so long to, to, to release it all when after he'd been found by the Cricket Australia that he hadn't breached anything. Uh, she obviously sat on it and felt wounded by all this. Then the complication comes that uh, she, she's now been charged with theft and she'll appear in court next year. So there's all sorts of complexities. But the, the other issue here for Cricket Australia, and I'm not condoning anything that he did, right? I think he, he, he overstepped the mark totally and misread it. Um, and he betrayed his wife. Um, they knew when they made him captain about this. They knew. And, of course, why they covered it up when they why they said, oh, it's nothing went on here, nothing to see here, because they didn't want to sack two captains after Smith had gone through the sandpaper gate. They didn't want to sack two captains in a, in, in a few months. And so they, he, he, he should not have taken the captaincy when he knew this was out there and had been around. They shouldn't let him have it. And uh, it's caused... I mean, especially a few days out from a test series with the Poms, it's causing terrible trouble with the so with cricket. W- what does it say about Cricket Australia and the way they do things? Uh, I mean, I read an article just the other day that uh, 
Australians now don't want to barrack for the Australian cricket team. They prefer to barrack for the other side. <laughs> yeah, I read that. Unless it's, the, unless it's the English. Unless it's the English, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, what you say? Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. Um, look, they, 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 only a dummy would know, would think this wouldn't come out eventually. It's somewhere, somehow. This is the thing about things like Watergate. It's not the original crime. It's always the cover-up that causes more problems. You know, if you, if you come clean and explain it away when it happens, you're far better off than, than trying. I mean, Watergate, the break-in, wasn't what caused Richard Nixon to resign as president. He resigned because the cover-up. You know, and, and you go to such tortured extremes to make the cover-up work and somebody in the link is going to break and it's going to go. Do you think um, Tim Payne uh, should have resigned? You, you said he shouldn't have been captain, but when he was captain... and, and he Yes, I think he should have resigned. Captain. Yes, I do, over this. And and should he... I notice now he's pulled away and he's not making Well, look, I, I doubt he'll ever play test cricket for Australia again. He's 36, uh, so he's... Yeah, yeah and, and he's he's, um, he's taking time away uh, for, and good luck to him for his own mental health and I presume for, for his marriage as well because uh, this has all come out again, 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 you know. They'll stand by my man theory, etc. Um, but... There's no guarantee, and this is probably Cricket Australia is probably relieved that he's taken time out and gone because there was no guarantee that he would get the job anyway. Because, from what I understand, I'm not a cricket expert, you know, um, he, he was a good wicket keeper, but he's not the best in Australia. He wasn't a very good batsman, um, and, and there were several other wicket-keeping batsman whom they thought would be better uh, than him. He, he was really in the team... He was a great captain. ...because of the captain. That's right, and he, he held the team together at a time when it was at a terrible low. With the new one now, was Cummins coming, coming, coming in there as the, uh, as the new captain. Interesting move, putting Smith in as vice-captain. The argument would be, has he paid enough of a price for Sandpaper Gate? But I think it's a, a fascinating thing. The reason why fast bowlers aren't captains usually, it's because of the responsibility of what they do on the field. Well, I think also they've been regarded as dumb. <laughs> as what? Dumb. Dumb. You know, they're like the draft horse of the team. That, that, re that reminds me of the old line about, as a, as a former band member and a former drummer, the old line used to be, dumb, he's so dumb, even other drummers think he's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but there's interesting moves I've made because Smith will actually do a lot of the captaincy. I mean, with, with place, field placements and stuff, um, Cummins has said that if... It's okay. Um, he can he can do this. We'll, we'll yeah. work as a team. So it's, it's unlike normal situations. And Smith um, is very good at it. Well, we'll see how it works. Pat Cummins, when you look at him, he's from Central Casting. He's a very <laughs> yeah. handsome young guy, and he says all the right things. I think he said a few things about climate change that uh, oh. resonated with people, and other people criticised him for it because he's a cricketer. You know, what's he doing commenting about stuff like uh, climate change? But why shouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's entitled to have his view. I mean, why not? I mean, politicians do. Actors do, singers do. Why not? You know, I, look, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. It's it's, a, it's an unusual combination, but it it could be a good one. It could work. Uh, Darren, let's move on to some uh, other matters. Uh, at the moment, uh, here in Victoria, we've had big protests. Uh, so, gee, I saw I saw a um on the the, the protests a couple of weeks. Uh, They're getting bigger which, every week. Aren't well, they? the I saw a drone picture of went through the whole city. 
the one on the 27th of uh, November, I didn't realise how big it was until you saw the drone pics. There was thousands and thousands of people there. And the anger and the there's this threat of, uh, you know, uh, at, uh, MPs, welfare, um, and, and dangerous uh, nooses and gallows mm. being... You know, what, what, what's... what's Look, I've um, said from day one. Why Victoria? Dan? When I when I saw the uh, the when I saw the uh, the nooses and then the gallows being dragged in, that 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 should not be at any protest. I don't care what side you're on, what your protest is about. I don't care if it's Black Lives Matter or Me Too or or anti-government. You don't take gallows. You don't make threats. You don't have nooses. That sort of stuff is absolutely. Refugees have been burnt for years. You know, they oh. burn. Is is that? Not the same thing. Well, no, I think t- I think hanging Dan Andrews from the gallows was pretty pretty ghastly. Um, and you have, you have there are a lot of threats. Have been, I mean, yes, there've been broken windows and things like that, and paint smeared on a lot of protests, a lot of riots. But I, I me personally, I, I find it bad. I, mean, I remember when when uh, was it Anning, that uh, awful one, Fra- former Fraser One Nation, Anning. hit yeah. on the egg on the head, hit on the head with an egg, and and I was in Canberra at the time, and uh, one of my staff laughed. And I just turned on them and I said, it's not funny. I mean, what if it wasn't an egg? What if it was a brick? What if it was a gun? What if it was me? You know, I, 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 that sort of physical retribution at a, at a protest, at a politician or whatever, is just not on. And uh, I think the Prime Minister should have knocked it on the head harder and much earlier. You can't condemn a protest or that sort of behaviour and then say, but... It was a, there was a bit of Trumpism there. With remember when Trump said there's there's good people on both sides in one of the riots in uh, in America, and when you say but at the end of a condemnation, um, that's that's bad. Mm. Well, in my view, you you condemn behaviour that's not appropriate. Point. Yeah, yeah they say, stop. Say this is wrong. Full stop. You don't say this is wrong. Cannot be tolerated. But mm. and that's what ScoMo did. Mm. And you, while on the subject of ScoMo, just because it's out of my system, I thought his behaviour in Question Time the other day when he attacked ICAC and defending Gladys Berejiklian, I thought it was dreadful. I mean, ICAC is a, is, is a, is a proven um, investigative body and they didn't force Gladys to resign. She resigned because she knew she didn't have to give public testimony and it may look bad. And that's why I, I said on Sunrise recently, I think the idea of pushing her to run for Warringah is crazy because the election is four or five months, five, six months away, okay, May. The ruling by ICAC from Sydney over her behaviour uh, as Treasurer and then as Premier, that will come out in about four or five months. I can't believe that you have somebody standing for... Po- Warringah, when ICAC may tear her to shreds because she wasn't the greatest witness on the on the stand, and I, I watched it every day, and I was not impressed. Scott Morrison promised uh, at the last election that he would establish a federal IBAC. Yes, he did. ICAC, uh, yeah, I, ICAC, IBAC, whatever in Victoria yeah, well, here. It's I, IBAC. Yeah, I, it's IBAC, and to me, it's, it's it's not strong enough. I mean, the New South Wales one to me is the strongest one. I tried. Look, when I was in the Senate, I, I had I had um, public hearings. I talk public hearings. I had public hearings all over Australia about a national ICAC. I chaired it, and uh, I couldn't get really get Labor or the Libs interested. That they didn't want to know. Well, and the one they're putting up now. It, 
It's Clayton's. I mean, it's bullshit. Well, in, in Victoria, it's it's not strong enough. Either. No, and the one, but the one, how how can politicians be exempt from a national ICAC? They're the main reason it's put up there. <laughs> they are the main reason. You've got people like Obeyed in, in, in jail in New South Wales. Why should they be? Uh, Why should they? They shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, they they they're the prime candidates for when it comes to corruption and, and money in your pocket. They're the prime suspects. Well, here in Victoria, we've had the inquiry into branch stacking in the in, in a particular part of the Labor Party. You mm. know, not every part of the Labor Party. Uh, there's questions about Daniel Andrews and what what he did as far as branch stacking early on in his, mm. his career, but the guy heading up the uh, the IBAC here in Victoria said he can only investigate uh, what he's investigating. Yeah. Unless he gets more information, I mean, sure. And, and, and what fifteen or sixteen politicians refuse to cooperate? Madness. Yes, yes, and well, I know you've been strong on this over the last uh, year or so. When we had the investigation at great expense, millions of dollars into the hotel quarantine. Talk about Manuel. I don't remember. Nobody. We still do not know who authorised all of that. We still do not know, even though we've had a, a, a multi-million dollar inquiry. Um, Talking about Scott Morrison, there was some suggestion that there's going to be a move against him. Don't believe it. Peter Dutton was going yeah, to Yeah, I don't believe it. Dutton, Dutton He's been very there. vocal lately, yes, Dutton, about yeah. China and uh, what Australia should do, how we should react to China. Yeah. He had his chance and, and he got beaten. Um, I do not believe, I 100% do not believe there'll be a challenge to Scott Morrison before the next federal election. And I don't believe there'll be one against Albo either. I think that you're going to have a Morrison-Albanese federal election. And I suspect, I I said March the 5th, but increasingly it looks like it'll be a May. They'll they'll bring a budget down in April, it'll be a May election. And and, and they'll be, the government will be hoping like hell that it's a a COVID election and an economy election, nothing else. I went to uh, an engagement uh, in recent uh, times and uh, I spoke to some people. Then I always ask a question, you know, how do you think the government's handle, you know, federal, state? Most people were angry with Scott Morrison. Mm. Uh, angry that, he, that, that there was a problem with the vaccines. It surprised me, actually, because mm. I th- I mean, we're in Victoria. I thought there'd be a lot of anger against uh, Daniel Andrew. Mm. He's locked us down. There were problems with... Uh, I mean, even when you look at the, the St Basil's inquiry that's come out, mm. and, well, what happened there where they, they left these poor old people, they took away staff, furloughed yeah. them, and then didn't replace them with staff that could do the job. And some of these people didn't eat for three or four yeah, days. Yeah, this was... This, I mean, most people, I think, have a reasonable attitude and opinion of Brett Sutton... But on this occasion, on, on that nursing home, he was warned, I'm, I'm told, that it was his decision that those staff would be removed mm. um, and not replaced. Look, I think they're going to get, as the, we get further away from the last year, um, there was a vaccine stuff up by the federal government, I'll grant that, and they, they, over, they oversold it. You know, we're at the head of the queue, we're at the back of the queue, that sort of stuff. But since then, we've had such a low death rate, we've had a low hospital rate, we've had umpteen lockdowns, I know that, but I still, I really believe we're looking for the next few years, and especially the last two years, at COVID elections. Ardern in New Zealand got in. Tasmania got, got in. Palaszczuk got back in, in in Queensland. And WA, um, it's been extraordinary, the, the support he's had there. I think that the uh, 
I've always said, you know, you, you throw governments out, you don't throw them in. Um, if the people decide by May that, yeah, we've done pretty well out of COVID, we've, we've actually dodged a bullet and not as had many deaths percentages as many countries, then ScoMo might still get back. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, not as uh, confident that he will win. Well, I'm not confident. It's not no material to me, but it's, uh, uh, I just think that we've seen it before. We saw Shorten was so far ahead in the polls, everybody thought he was going to win, and he didn't. Um, in my view at the moment, Albanese is not cutting through as much as he'd like to and his people would like him to, and they're not releasing policy. They're trying to be a small target for a while because they put out so much policy in 2000. 19, and uh, they were targets you know, for, for, for the Libs uh, to go after them. Here in Victoria, there's been a lot of talk about this pandemic legislation mm. and the crossbenches. Now, you have two crossbenches yeah, well, uh, we've, we've, in the parliament. Yeah. Are you able to talk about it? Yeah, I'll talk about it. We, we're, we're opposed to it. We are opposed to it. We voted yeah. against it with, because... Have you been spoken to by... Uh, I, I, we, we weren't talked to since March because the government didn't need us. They had the three tame crossbenchers, uh, Reason Party, uh, Animal Justice and uh, the Greens. So they had, they had the three votes they needed. Then Zamirak came along and said, I'm going to vote now, I'm going to vote against you. Suddenly, my people... Um, Stuart Grimley and Tanya Maxwell were getting calls at 11 o'clock at night from the government <laughs> saying, let's talk about this. Look, we voted against the state of emergency legislation when they wanted to extend it way back because it didn't have enough control. It didn't have enough supervision from the parliament. Um, the, the new laws still don't. Um, I know that uh, Stuart Grimley referred to the new uh, amendments as lipstick on a pig to steal from Sarah Palin. Uh, and I think he's right because... Even though that they put some amendments through, it still doesn't have enough control. Um, and I go along with what the, the, the Ombudsman has said. She says the review process should be something independent of a level of a, of a court. What they're putting up to us is, yes, it'll be a parliamentary review by a committee that has a government majority. So how the hell is that going to be a review of any no, any notice at all or any any consequence? It's basically, it's just a, a, yeah. a rubber stamp. But the sad thing is, um, being very personal and political for a second, uh, which I don't like to do on the podcasts, um, they say, oh, the crossbenchers are supporting Andrews. Well, like, some crossbenchers were and are, others are not, and, and, and we are not. The Justice Party, we've said that uh, we, we're opposed to it and we'll vote against it. Mm, mm. Um uh, There's a lot of pressure, though. There's a lot of pressure from the government to, you know, people say, oh, you can all be bought. I got an angry when Samurak said, he stood on the steps of Parliament and said, I'm the only member of the upper house who can't be bought. And I thought, what a slur, you know? You, a grub, a crook. Of all people. Of all people attacking other crossbenchers. And somebody said to me, oh, so, so, so you got to, even though you call him a crook you gotta, on Twitter, you gotta, you got to vote with him. I said, no, he's voting with us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, Adam Somurek, what can you say about a guy like Adam Somurek? Um, it was a uh, fascinating appearance. I didn't people think people have such long answers when he appeared before IBAC. Uh, he was... But well, it, how, do you, how do you solve this branch stacking issue? Uh, 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 I mean, it makes... Not, does not make sense. That's not the word I want to use. Um, uh, if people want power... They organise so that they, you know, uh, get their friends to join up and yeah. so you stack the branches so you've got all the votes you need to get yourself yeah, look, in I, the parliament. Yeah, I, 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 
I don't know. We don't. We don't brunch that. We're too small anyway. Um, um, and we don't charge for uh, membership fees. By the way, right? how do you choose your candidates? Um, well, in the case of Catherine Cumming, right, the upper house runner who, who was elected on the Hinch brand and the Hinch name and pictures of her and me together in Footscray, um, people said, oh, you should, you should vet your candidates better. Well, she was recommended to me by a couple of people who, whose opinions I trusted. She was also a, um, a sitting member of council. She was the mayor, I think. Of and she had been, yeah. So I, thought, you know, so I thought, well, she comes with good credentials. I met up with her and we, we, she, she agreed with all the policies that we, we've spelled out to people about what, we, what we're on about. But then the night before she was sworn in, we had three members of the upper house, and so we were a fairly strong party. Uh, they had to elect a state leader between the three of them. And I made a ruling um, that I shouldn't have a vote because they're the three elected members. They should decide between them who should be the party leader. Uh, the three of them got together, and Catherine Cumming said to the, three, to the other two, well, if you don't elect me as state leader, I'll throw the toys out of the crib and walked out. She then came down and saw me. I convinced her to wait 24 hours, not do anything rash, and think about it. Uh, but in the end, I ruled that uh, I couldn't overrule the two elected members. I'd voted for Stuart to be the, the leader. And uh, she told me the same quote, I'll throw the toys out of the crib. And so... An hour before she was sworn in, um, I sacked her from the party. Now, she would have only been elected to that upper house seat because, because of, of me. your name. Yes. yes. No one knew who she was. No, and the thing was, she then did stuff, um, well, um, maybe she would have done it anyway, um, but she appointed members of her family to her staff and I think her daughter was getting a salary and she was still at school and things like that. And, uh, um, and, and now I'm, I'm glad she's out of the party because she appears, has appeared at the, at the rallies, the, the anti-vaxxer rallies and the anti-law. Uh, Even though we oppose the law, uh, you wouldn't see me at, at, at one of the rallies. I wouldn't go. Have you spoken to her since? We met up... We went out for coffee about a year ago, I think, and that's it. Yeah, but I mean, I uh, were look, you angry? Uh, no, no, I was. I was just disappointed. You know, um, um, if I've bumped, if I've bumped into her at Parliament House, I'm down there on business. She'll say hello, and I'll say hello. You know, but uh, um, it was, it was, it was pretty shoddy what she did because you know she, 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 she rode the, the Hinch coattails into office. People, people listening would say this is what politicians do. Uh, well, it's not what my politicians do. They're pretty mercenary like that. You know, they grab an opportunity. You see, I, I, that's something I'll argue about. I'm not so sure most of them are, are mercenary. I mean, I took a pay cut to become a senator, <laughs> okay? People say, oh, you're in it for the money, you're all got your snouts in the trough. Um, I get more money outside of politics than inside of politics. And, uh, and But, I mean, some do and some grasp everything. I mean, we... We didn't use, like, the Justice Party didn't use our stamp allowance or our Christmas money allowance to buy Christmas cards. Instead, we gave it to a woman's... We took the same amount of cash and gave it to a woman's shelter in Collingwood. 
Mm. You know, but that's that's pretty rare. I, I've met Stuart. I don't think I've met your other um, Tanya. Uh, Tanya, but uh, Stuart's he's a very straight up and down. Well, he's, he's former he, policeman, former policeman, former former teacher. You know, did a lot of teaching of Aboriginal kids in, in WA, and former cop. Did there's a police officer. I know he was worn down when he was in a unit where they had to watch child porn. You know. Uh, that's why he got involved in politics. Yes, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How much and I'll tell you, I've just—I've made a decision recently. I did it on Facebook. I'm not referring to—I've um, just done it by by accident. I'm not referring to it as child porn anymore because some of the critics said to me it makes it sound almost acceptable, and so and now I call it child sex abuse. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and 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 that's the way it should be should be described. Um, and and the time is well overdue for magistrates and judges to treat it as a real crime. That children are victims. For you to sit and watch porn of any any nature, somebody has had to be involved. You know, some child has has, has been sexually abused. For you to get some enjoyment out of watching that sort of stuff. Darren, how much uh, say, control, influence do you have on what the people like your MPs in the upper house? Well, a do lot. vote, talk, speak. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, like um, uh, every Tuesday morning on a sitting week, I go in there and we go through. And over the weekend before, I've got all the legislation and gone through it all, all the amendments, and we, the three of us, come to come to terms, come to an agreement on where we stand. How I mean, I know you're in the federal Senate, but mm. how come you didn't put yourself down as uh, a person to stand in the upper house in Victoria? Not interested. I really am not. I, I, I've got good people. They're only doing state issues. Uh, I always... My... My, I was always wrapped up in the federal issues, like the the main reason for the party being formed was the uh, the public uh, sex offenders register. That has to be federal. Most of the stuff that I want to try and do has to be federal. And uh, when we, the transvaginal mesh issue, that was federal. Uh, so, so, yeah, so my, I guess through my radio days and television days, my interest had always been on a federal level, not on a state level. And so I was quite happy to have, have other people stand here. Mm. And I wouldn't stand here. Yeah, and of course we should say you will be standing again. I'm standing again for the federal seat for as a for federal Victoria, uh, federal Victorian seat in the Senate. Will you're planning to go out and about? And oh yeah, people. well now we can. We we're going to uh, as soon as we now the things lifted. I think we've got the hinged car out and about again with the, the slogans on the side and. Uh, I'll start going to things like a couple of weeks' time. I'm going to uh, Berwick, go down there to their public their, their public market, which uh, just walk around, chat to people. Explain how many votes you need. Hmm? How many votes? Uh, you well, you need, need uh, if it's a half Senate, you need 14 percent at least. Uh, if it's a Double dissolution, you only need 7%. There won't be a double dissolution. He won't be going for that. Uh, so you do need a lot, you know. Um, I, I lost a lot of votes last time, and I, I know why. And uh, and uh, the, the evacuation of... Uh, the, 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 the Medivac yep. uh, legislation, which, in retrospect, I should have let, let the government do it and then say to people, they've got an election coming up in a few months. If you don't like what they're doing, vote them out. Mm. But I, um, mine was the casting vote. On the on the refugees and a lot of conservative voters didn't like Radio. And, and they don't forget. No, no. So it's, it's going to be 
I've said in, in Twitter it's going to be an Everest again, but um, I'm looking forward to well, it. When you were elected last time, it was a full Senate, so you didn't need 14%. Uh, no, 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 no. It was, if you say the time before, when I was elected, yeah, it was a, it was a double dissolution. Yes. So you only did 7%. Yep. But when it's only a half, like Jackie Lambie's not up for re-election this time because yes. she got six years. Um, Pauline Hanson is, interesting. She'll be up. For, for election again. By the way, you mentioned Jackie Lamb. What did you make of her uh, speech in the Parliament? I thought it was pretty good. Day? I thought it was pretty good. You know, um, Jackie goes over the top and she shouts a lot and she gets very emotional. She's but her got a point way of speaking too that is um, jarring. I yes, guess, it is. And 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 but uh, no, I've, you know, I've I've seen Jackie get really worked up. And uh, but but her heart's her heart's in the right place. She's grown a lot. I see there's a piece recently about her interview with her by Peter Fitzsimons in the Fairfax Papers, in which she admits that she was when she was elected on um, on uh, Palmer, Clive Palmer's ticket, she was, she almost out Hanson, Hanson. She was so right-wing. She had a couple of extreme right-wing advisers and some of the stuff she said five years ago, she's now embarrassed about, her anti-Muslim stuff and like that. But now she's in there for six years and she can do what she wants, as she wants. And, uh, and I, I think... I know where she was coming from, you know, some of the Hanson stuff. And even we were talking earlier, the Morrison stuff on vaccines earlier didn't help. And now saying that people should be able to get a coffee, go and have a coffee in Brisbane. It's, it, here comes the butt again, you know. The, some of the libs are trying to work both sides of the road here and I don't think it's going to work. Darren? Uh, thank you again for uh, all the time you've given us uh, today and uh, we'll catch up again, Do it again next week. 